Hello, everybody. Uh, welcome, welcome to the first episode of season eight podcast with runners, celebrities, fellow runners. Um, so, just for those of you who are dialing into this uh, series for the first time, uh, let me first introduce myself. This is Bala, Coach Bala. And I have been uh, doing these podcasts for a good six seasons now. And the goal is for us, for me, to discuss with other runners, other athletes, um, you know, their journey, because I believe that run training uh, and learning comes from all directions, not just from me to uh, you. So with the, it is within that concept, I always want to talk to fellow runners, uh, marathoners, triathletes, you know, the, 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 the folks in the similar category and understand who they are as a person, what motivated them into doing what they are doing and how was their journey and what can we learn from it. So that is the focus of um, these podcast series. And I'm super excited to uh, kickstart the podcast for season eight. And boy, you know what, how I'm starting? I'm having one incredible guest uh, that I can't wait to introduce her to all of you. So without much further ado, let me hand over the mic and allow warmly welcome our guest and I'll ask her to introduce herself. Welcome. Please go ahead. Uh, thanks, Coach Bala. Uh, this is Aarti. I'm from Chennai. Uh, a small town girl, uh, born and brought up in Trichy and now settled in Chennai and uh, doing my bit of whatever needs to be done with life. <laughs> so, uh, so Arti, so you have been uh, like, did you do your schooling and everything in uh, in Trichy and college in other places, or how did that go personally? Uh, yes, I was born and brought up in Trichy, so obviously uh, did my schooling and college, my undergrad from Trichy, and then kind of moved uh, to Chennai for my masters, and now I've settled down in Chennai. Settled down in Chennai. So you've been all through your life. Chennai, Trichy is your sort of base. Uh, yeah, where... that's sort of my base. Yes. Got it. And uh, from I've our... been traveling across the globe for various reasons, but yeah, that's that's home ground. Amazing. And from a family perspective, it looks like you have an elder brother as well. And uh, you've been, uh, you know, she. Uh, there's a lot of, from, from an Aarti perspective, while people might say it's a small town girl doing small things, doing regular things. Let me tell you guys. Let me give you uh, let me give you a sneak peek into what we're going to discuss. Nothing about Arthi is regular and ordinary. She's an extraordinary uh, extraordinary story that I cannot wait to unra unravel many uh, layers from it. So Arthi, uh, that's great. Thanks Arthi. And by the way, I got connected uh, with Arthi uh, because she's one a cousin of uh, or a niece of one of a very uh, seasoned runner here, Ramani. So thanks Ramani for uh, introducing uh, Arthi to me. Um, so Arti, so that is great. A South Indian girl doing her own thing, having a small middle-class family and then education, all that seems very normal for all of us. Um, talk to me a little bit about sports. Are you very interested in sports? What's your sort of, how has your relationship with sports been thus far? Uh, sports been a part of my family, I should say. It's there in the gene, it's there in the blood, I guess. Uh, dad and brother were into sports, so it kind of kicked in. Uh, so I've been a national level athlete. I've won silver and bronze medal at the school days, school and college. But uh, yeah, I mean, sports is something that I've always been passionate about. Wow. So let's, let's, let's first uh, put a pin on that and let's first open that small layer of, uh, you know, amazing news. So national level athlete. So let's talk a little bit about that. Aarti. So tell us a little bit about what is our national level athlete? What were you competing on? And, you know, 
any prizes medals achievements how did that go uh so primarily i was a track and field athlete so my forte was the 400 800 long jump javelin 4 into 100 and 4 into 400 uh, those were the track and field races that i had competed during school and college um so as as part of your career during school so you represent different levels of sports and uh, yeah represented the state uh for the individual and for the team and won the silver and the bronze medal uh, at different levels and then subsequently got selected for the nationals but uh, i think uh, luck played its game there couldn't qualify for the olympics uh, but that was the big dream there oh lot so there was a point in uh, in your life where you were actually shooting that was your aim to represent india for the olympics is that what it was uh definitely yes uh, put about uh, 12 years into sports so the big goal was olympics uh, back then Michael. uh but i think uh, as every indian kid uh, has to you know kind of give give that dream away for career and settling uh, settling down as any indian parents would want their kids to do so i had to go through that as well my god so what was the sort of uh, what what is the right question what is the sport that you were targeting to represent india was it 400 meters 800 meters uh so i was actually qualified for the 400 meters as well as for the 4 into 100 meters relay i was the third leg but uh, i mean at some point of time i had to move to chennai to pursue that a bit more serious but uh, for family reasons i had to kind of give that uh, dream away that's so so typical of so many of our uh, sort of i'm sure not my generation but at least <laughs> in that uh, time frame in india there's always that tension between Sport, your passion versus sort of some kind of a reality which is i think changing dramatically in india now which is going to you know going to open up so many more amazing athletes um so in your 400 800 400 200 meter carry this is all till 12 standard or what was the age till which you were uh, active here uh, i was still uh, playing for the university as well i was university. running and representing the university as well so that's when i was qualified for the uh, you know uh, selection team for the olympics Got so in terms of like you know the runners talk about pr right so what was your sort of best was it 400 meter 100 meter 800 meter what was your best timings there uh i was i mean my best timing was into 400 because i i used to crack at it and uh, something around uh, uh 24 to 30 odd seconds is what i was doing back then uh, yeah amazing that's amazing and so so you represented tamil nadu and then you tamil nadu sent you to the nationals and yes. you're very close to an olympic uh, spot and then uh, and then you know life looks like took a different uh, absolutely awesome. that's just first of all congratulations and i'm sure you would have heard congratulations from many but from me i'm like heartfelt congratulations even though it's about maybe 10 12 years delayed but uh, just as delayed is not just as denied so congratulations for all those achievements fantastic Thank you so much. Uh, already inspiring me um okay so that is that so then what happened in your life like okay so you thought about olympics and now you're thinking maybe olympics is not happening so what's the next what happened after that uh i mean as any parents uh, i would say push me to focus on career you yeah. know getting married and and things like that the typical uh, indian <laughs> story i should say <laughs> so put the whole sports as a back burner and i started focusing on fashion designing which was something that i was really uh, you know liking and and i started studying on that so did my masters came to chennai so spent about 10 12 years working for fashion industry uh, you name the brands i worked for them i have designed for them i was great uh, 
10 12 years of uh, working for the industry so you have an artistic sort of uh, you know frame of mind as well huh? so you enjoy painting uh, designing and that type of stuff oh uh, yeah as as a kid i think i was exposed to a lot of uh, painting and creative stuff so i think i picked it up from my grandma uh she's a very creative person and uh, that's that's something that i i mean if not sports what next so i had something to fall back on so yeah creative and fashion designing was something that i decided to take it as a career and lovely and uh, so and you pursued that career like what was the, how many years was this phase of your life uh i mean put together as 12 years but uh, kind of uh, i mean uh, i don't take no for an answer <laughs> so i kind of decided uh, saying i mean uh, it's a more uh, male dominant industry though the labor is all women centric uh, so i wanted to climb the ladder really quick yep. so spent about 10 solid years working towards that um, yeah it was a great uh, career front it was great learning curve for me awesome so 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 audience let's let's uh, you know sort of summarize where we are in this journey right we have this nice traditional arthi south indian girl going through college or going through school but has this powerful sports streak as well as an artistic streak did amazingly well in sports almost went to uh, olympic selection national level multiple awards 400 800 4 100 javelin i mean you name it everything man all of this i only seen in tv by the way arthi i've never done any of these things and i've never even spoken with anyone who has done all these things at a professional level so i feel really honored already um so that's where and then you know like all our uh, indian uh, kids they have to make some hard choices she takes the turn she does this fashion industry in a male dominated fashion industry and makes a name for herself never say uh, die kind of an attitude which you already heard from her that's a very common thing among all endurance runners point number 1 to note audience you know challenges will come just because you have challenges doesn't mean you let it go you still go for your passion would i hope you agree with uh, with me arthi on that point absolutely so that's what she did in real life too and here she is many years uh, working as a professional and i think you got into a a very should i say a life changing moment was it uh, how was that explain a little bit about that that moment arthi yeah 10 years into uh, i mean focusing on my career uh, one fine day i i get up and see myself in the mirror uh, somebody as as huge as weighing 85 plus kgs and wow. uh, and you were what when you were an athlete period what were you like 50 45 50 that's so about double. it so i yeah. think about that guys the audience note this point you know 45 to 85 kgs and she is a professional athlete so this can happen to her if it has happened the same thing to you don't worry about it you know it's a normal thing it's a normal journey of life sorry interrupted please go ahead arthi that's very interesting to yeah, hear that's that's so true i mean we all go through that uh, you know phase of our life uh, when we are very ambitious during school and college and life takes a different toll on us uh, yeah i mean one fine day i said okay what am i doing with this with myself i reached a certain point in career what next uh, you know that question kind of popped in and that's when i realized i didn't ever had a me time you know i never thought about myself uh, what am i living what am i making money for if if i'm not going to be happy doing something that i'm passionate or you know that have been passionate about so that's when i decided okay let me dust up all the sports person inside me and see what i can do in this uh, sports line wow so all of 85 kgs you were trying to do 
get back to the passion when you were at peak fitness at 45 kgs. So it wouldn't have been that easy, isn't it? Even though the mind wants to do it, I'm sure your body was not supporting you. Absolutely. I mean, uh, imagine running uh, with an 85 kg body around. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, uh, I think uh, small dreams and or they always say, right, dream big. Uh, so that, that kind of takes you or drives you there. Uh, so reached out to a few known people in the sports fraternity and spoke to my brother. So he was already into endurance sport by then. So he was already into half marathon distances. So I reached out to him and I said, Ashwin, I want to do something about my life. I want to do something about the sports. What do you think I can head towards? And we figured out, you know, going back to the track and field at that age, I was already 28, 29 then. So heading back is going to be a challenge and competing against much younger athletes. It's not impossible, uh, but it's about taking away five years from your career and everything and set focusing only on sports, which I felt was not doable. Uh, at that point of time to set away everything and just focus on sports. Obviously, uh, you already have a certain commitment financially for yourself. Uh, so I, I said, okay, what is the next closest thing I can, I can do to, you know, okay, not represent the Olympics, but what next or what is the closest I could get? And that's how triathlon came into my life. Yes, you, I know you used to swim a lot as well. So you're a swimmer, you're a biker. And of course, you're a runner. So yeah, triathlon makes ma makes natural sense. Give me one thing. My dog is outside and it's barking. I think he wants to listen. She wants to listen to you talk as well. One <laughs> I have an audience now. Yeah, sorry about that. Um, okay, so you decided to get into uh, some form of triathlon. Um, yeah. And this is... Was it just for fitness, getting back to fitness, or was there like some competitive streak in it, in you know, in in it as well? Uh, to be very honest, I didn't have any competitiveness or anything of that sort when I started off getting back to sports. It was primarily, you know, to do something which is which is something I've always loved doing. Enjoy. Yeah. And uh, that's something I've always been enjoying doing. Uh, so it's more about a me time than getting into a competitiveness uh, way back in 2016, 2015, 2016 is when I decided to slowly see how I can shed the weight. It was not even, you know, triathlon, triathlon, but it was more about, okay, I know these three sports. So what do I do about it to get a fitter version of me than anything else? Right. Uh, that was a primary goal. Absolutely. So guys, there are two points that uh, Arti talked about, and I want to just uh, put a pin on those, especially we have about Arti, we have about 250 runners right now in our season when you say i'm sorry 250 new runners so our okay. season is about 600 runners right now of which 250 wow. new runners means when i say new runners it is runners who are never run before or it's mm -hmm. been like that 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 point you just talked about was running in college and then 10 years or 15 years have gone by life happened and they are saying somebody they saw someone else got motivated and signed up they just finished the two weeks of warm-up they themselves are realizing, holy shoot, I can do half a mile of running. That is their stage right now. So nice. it is for them, I want to just pinpoint a couple of things. And of course, there are return runners also would identify and agree with me. Item number one, in endurance sport, one of the biggest value add in endurance sport is that me time that she told. That me time is a very powerful thing, guys, in our fast-paced life. Constantly multitasking, phones, TVs, kids, you name it. When you start running for, say, even 30 minutes, 
you will soon realize that this is one of those few times in a day where you are within yourself with your own thoughts and your body and you're connected to your body, soul, mind, everything. And, and that's what they call in the zone running. After some time, once you start get into the zone, when you run, you don't even realize you're running. You're in deep in your thoughts. In fact, as a, as a you know, management person, I solve many company problems during the run. I actually go for a run to figure out what I need to do tomorrow. And at that time, if somebody comes in, I'll be in a state of trance. I don't even know I was running. Suddenly I realize I finished five miles, but I'm thinking that's a state of trance and that's a very powerful me time. And I need you all to experience it once. For that, you have to do certain basics first. You know, body pain, that this, all this will happen. We'll, we'll structure, in a structured way, we'll get to that. But that's your first huge milestone, that me time milestone, enjoying that me time. Once you get into that, rest all is just a matter of doing it again and again. And Arti, would you agree with that? Absolutely. Yeah. I, I mean, as you rightly said, a lot of uh, brainstorming sessions of cracking certain, you know, office-driven problems has always been part of my run or my swim ses uh, sets. So I can't agree more. See, it's a very common thing. I've heard it from many, many, many endurance runners, both professional as well as, uh, you know, amateur runners. The second thing she nicely pointed out in, the, in, this, uh, in this thought process is that fitness actually improves if you do something slow and steady for a long period of time. And it is not just physical fitness, I want to say, it actually lends itself to mental fitness too, mental happiness. You know, as you build something, running is such a beautiful sport uh, or triathlon in, in uh, Arthi's case, where it's a measurable uh, activity. So since you're measuring it as and when you measure and you reach a certain milestone, you feel you've achieved something and mentally you feel good. And that's in fact the high end, that's why it's runner's high. So, um, Thanks for pointing those two points out. So, okay, you decided to come into a marathon, uh, triathlons, but for those of uh, folks who have never heard of, of course, in Olympics, they would have seen a triathlon. But I know there's a lot of words comes in Ironman, half Ironman, uh, Olympic, distance sprint triathlons. Can you just like quickly lay out how a triathlon is and what are the distances and what does it mean to be, a, say, an Ironman? <clears throat> okay. So, I mean, firstly, 44 years back, uh, a Navy and an Army officers and a few of the endurance sport, you know, people kind of debated who's who has a better endurance uh, in, in Hawaii Islands. And that's how the sport kind of started off, where uh, six men decided to race, swim, cycle and run and see who's the fastest or who's the, uh, it's, it's otherwise called triathlon is otherwise or an Ironman is otherwise called, uh, you know, one day endurance sport. Uh, it's toughest one day endurance sport. And that's primarily how the sport came about. Uh, so you have different categories. So in a triathlon per se, you first swim and then you have, you cycle and then you run. So that's why it's called triathlon. You do three different sports. Back to back. So to back. back to back. And each of this uh, has a different category. So you start off with a super sprint and then you have the sprint distance and then you have the Olympics. Then you have the half Ironman distance or otherwise called Ironman 70.3. And then you have the full Ironman distance or the Ironman itself. So each of it, uh, the, the difference is the distance. Uh, so for a sprint distance, you swim a 750 meters and then you cycle 20 and then you run a five kilometer. And for the Olympic distance is two times the sprint distance, which yeah. is you swim a 1.5, uh, you cycle a 40 and you run a 10 kilometers. So that's an Olympic distance. And the reason why it's called an Olympic distance, because that's the distance which is officially approved by the Olympic Association. Right. And that's what you see in the Olympic Games. Right. 
and uh, this sport was introduced in 2000 in the olympic games so it's it was not an old sport for the olympics itself it was just introduced in 2000 and then you have a half ironman distance or otherwise called the ironman 70.3 the 70.3 is primarily when you add all the kilometers of all the three disciplines and convert it to miles it becomes 70.3 and you swim a 1.9 kilometers of a swim and followed with a 90 kilometers of cycling and then you do a half marathon which is 21.1 and all of this to climb yourself as a half ironman finisher uh, you need to finish it between uh, i mean within eight hours finishing eight hours with eight hours and you also have an intermediary cutoff so you need to finish off the swim in one hour 10 minutes you need to finish off your swim and your bike in five hours and then you need to finish your swim bike and run in eight eight and a half hours depending on the time zone that you are in so that's that's a half ironman distance and then you have the toughest one day race which is the ironman distance and uh, anyone who completes that distance uh, within 16 or 17 hours, based on the time zone you are, again, you swim two times the distance of a half Ironman, which is 3.8 kilometers of a swim. And mind it, you don't swim in pools. You swim either in the sea or you swim in the Lake. reservoirs, in the lakes. You know, it's an open water swim. Um, and then you bike 180 kilometers. Uh, when I say bike, you actually cycle 180 kilometers. And then you run a full marathon after that. And that's 42.2 kilometers. And all of this within 16 hours, if you're racing in a European country and other parts of the globe, it's 17 hours. So you need to finish off all of this within 17 hours of a cutoff. And again, there is an intermediary cutoff for each of the disciplines. So you kind of finish the swim within two hours, 40 minutes. Then you try to finish off the swim and the bike in eight and a half hours, and then the swim, bike, and the run by 17 hours. So you'll be pulled out if you don't make it to the cutoff just like any of the marathons if you don't make it to the final cutoff or the half marathons you kind of get onto the bus so that's exactly how the ironman race also works unbelievable think about this guys endurance what is a human body capable of right first let's let's just think on the other other, uh, higher end what is it capable of think of yourself jumping into hudson river and do a 5k swimming no, when as she said, swimming in swimming pool is different. Where you when you swim, no, you know that it's not too down below and it's blue in color and you can look at it, that's okay. I tried once jumping into a lake and it is all dark below. It's just like, you know, shocking. I forgot how to swim. Like literally in about 10 seconds, I got a panic attack. So you need to train that. Five consecutive miles in, uh, five consecutive kilometers in a river or whatever, lake or whatever. And then you think it's done. No, no, no. It's just starting. And then you get out and then remove all your swimming trunks and whatever and wear a cycling uh, outfit and then bike 110 miles. It's like from here to Philadelphia, from New York, New Jersey to Philly or something like that. Continuous biking for 110 miles. And then once you are done, now you're warmed up. Now you go and do a full marathon. <laughs> and all of this back to back and there's a cutoff. And that cutoff, let's talk about the slowest guy, 17 consecutive hours of endurance activity. That is what an Iron Man is. And first of all, I think I need to call this, no, why Iron Man? It should be Iron Women. You know, I mean, I think you, it's time for us to say that Iron Man is sort of uh, not really saying why it's only man here. I'm thinking. Um, but uh, let's let's get to you. Uh, let's get back. So you decided to do triathlon. And of course, I'm sure you did some Olympics and all that. And then I think your first pit stop was a half Iron Man, right? And I thought you had a very interesting story of, what happened in your first half? I think, was it the first half Ironman? 
ஆஸ்திரேலியா So prep to that, I had actually calendared two half Ironman distances uh, so that, you know, mentally I am ready to kind of venture into that huge distance. Uh, the first race happened in Colombo was one of the best races I've ever had. Uh, cracked my personal best there. And the next race was at Goa, which is the first Ironman race, uh, you know, ever organized in India. And I wanted to be part of creating history. So I went ahead and signed up for the race. uh i'm all pepped up for the race because it's home home ground for us happening in india ironman is such a big platform and things and um, pepped up i'm saying okay i'm going to try and get my world championship slot this year because it was happening in topo and it's a big thing to be representing india in in a world champion it's almost close to representing india in olympics so that's that's how big the dream was um i enter the sea in about 150 meters of swimming i get stung by a jellyfish and I I just froze I don't know what to do and uh, your entire hand gets numb I mean luckily it was not poisonous but definitely my hands got numb and I had to swim the entire 1.9 kilometers in one hand and I wanted to quit uh, when I came out of the water but then I said I didn't come all this way I didn't train so many months just to come and quit I'm off the water now I'm completely in the mercy of the land so let me take the bike and start riding it and see how it goes and i get on to the bike it's a 3 km 3 uh, loops of 30 km and the first loop goes bang on the second loop goes bang on i am already reaching to the top position of my age group uh, i came out of the water ninth i was already in the third position so i knew you know world championship was happening i'm dreaming about all the finish lines what i should pose and all of that and i collide with or avoid colliding with a co-participant uh, getting out of an aid station i slip i I have a bike crash and my bike breaks into two. It's a carbon bike. So it so breaks literally into breaks into two. It literally broke into two. Oh, the top shoot. two kind of broke. And uh, I don't know what to do. Uh, the, the first aid people rushed and they were trying to, you know, put medicines because I was bleeding from my head, from my elbows, from my knees. And I said, no, don't worry about me. I need to tape my bike. So I took the bandaid and started taping my bike because I had another 12 kilometers to go. So I taped my bike and I hopped onto the bike again. and i started cycling and and, and that's why this all this timing will not stop is it this is will be yeah it doesn't stop it doesn't stop it doesn't stop it's a cut off i mean it's a universal cut off that's about it no, i mean nobody cares whether you've got a bike accident or your chain broke it doesn't matter for them it's it's an universal cut off so there's no mercy there and in about 2 3 kilometers i figured out you know the the bike is giving way i mean a tape is not going to hold up i mean i was weighing 55 when the bike the the roads and all of that so i hopped off the bike and i started running with my bike in my hand i didn't have a choice i had another 4 and 1/2 kilometers to finish off the bike course and i'm thankful it happened in the last leg and the last bit of the bike course i run into the t2 uh, which is called the transition to i i leave my bike there and and the volunteers there are like ma'am you're bleeding what why don't you look into you know getting yourself first aid i said it's fine everything can wait i need to finish off this race <laughs> and i'm crying because 
I had borrowed this bike from a friend, and I don't know what I'm going to answer to him. I have a twenty-one point one kilometer to run, and I'm cramping like anything. So I said, "It's okay. I mean, I have I have seen so much hardships in life, and this is one of it. I'm not going to take take this. You know, uh, I'm 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 not going to let this put me down. If I have to walk, I'll walk. If I have to crawl, I will crawl. But I will finish the last bit of the mile." and i will earn a finisher medal than the podium or anything of that sort it's more about giving a due respect to that sport yeah. and that's all i wanted to do so i did a bit of a run walk in the aid stations and and things and i mean honestly to my surprise i got the second podium for my age group after finishing goodness, in spite of all of this holy yes. congratulations so what a inspiring story guys i have goosebumps as i hear it um and uh, again so many messages so many learnings i just summarize few things for you all one you remember a couple of minutes ago i said never say die attitude that aarti had that was during the when she was picked up a new job and trying to come up the life right that is the same never say die attitude that was there when her bike broke into two and she had to carry it for 4 kilometers and then do a half marathon with bleeding and a jellyfish thing with a hand or whatever numb and all that all that stuff this is what is character building guys this is what character building looks like you know you can do it it is just that your mind plays some tricks with you and then you got to tell your mind that who is the boss here i am the boss not you you are just working for me kind of thing and top of all of this a normal human being would somehow crawl as she says to just finish the finish line and i would have been happy and i'll just never ever do this again but aarti goes into the podium is it number 2 yeah. number 2 position how long it took for you to finish the entire thing uh 6 hours 46 minutes so if all of this this craziness didn't happen you could have maybe done it in 5 hours uh, 45 minutes or something uh, probably 6 hours 20 minutes because that, it's a tough course so 6 hours 20 minutes is what i was targeting at and would that put you on the number one spot on the podium yes absolutely oh my goodness amazing aarti that's just uh, mind blowing uh, congratulations again so you do all of that and then like now let's step back like so 85 kg is to a transformation to 55 kg into a podium number 2 after all the jellyfish attacks and then you did ironmans as well yeah uh, one month from then uh, the big race was there uh, so flew to australia uh, that's where i did my first ironman race and uh, i like the world I championship that- or something Uh, I missed it as 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 always. I missed it in a cat's whiskers. Okay. Uh, okay. So because there were only thirteen participants in my age group, so they were able to allocate only one slot to my age, and the person who came first kind of took it up. So I I didn't have a chance to qualify for the worlds. Oh, no. But I didn't say no for that. I said I'll work hard. We'll race the next year and try to get the worlds. But uh, the bigger picture was the Ironman that year, uh, Australia. So December first uh, is when the Ironman race actually happened, and uh, I was—I mean, I am the first vegan female Ironman of India. That's that's something I can proudly call myself. Uh, My nobody goodness! Has done. So inspiring. I'm sure all the girls here are going to get so inspired by this. First vegan female Ironman athlete of India, country of one point whatever billion people. My goodness! first that's just fantastic and what is the total time it took for you to finish the ironman uh, so there i took about being my first race so did a conservative race so finished it in 14 hours 44 minutes 44 seconds continuous 14 hours 44 minutes of activity and then again you followed up with another ironman too 
Oh uh, yes, the next uh, year I followed it up with another Ironman, and it was a local race. Uh, uh, didn't uh, my I mean couldn't push it to an international race, so did it locally to see what I'm capable of, and finished that in sub 14 hours. So I can I can call myself the fastest uh, female Ironman of Tamil Nadu, uh, cracking a 13 hours uh, 56 minutes uh, timing. <laughs> awesome, Arthi. Very very proud of you and your achievements. may you do continue to do this more and more um, 13 hours of continuous activity at a certain speed say doing 13 hours at my pace yeah anybody can do i think but at a certain pace to get to the podium and such that's a whole new ball game uh, congratulations so that's happening on the athletics i'm sure in between you must have done just a regular full marathons as well i'm assuming oh many plenty of them plenty of half ironmans and plenty of full ironman distances i you know full marathon Oh, yeah, full marathon. Full marathon. Yeah, so, yeah. how many? Like, just if I don't know, I don't know whether you're keeping a count, but how many full marathons you've done till now? I've done about four full marathons, uh, excluding my two Ironman uh, full marathons. But course, uh, yeah, I've done about uh, four full uh, marathons. And uh, now looks like you also are called and invited for pacing uh, as pacers and that type of stuff, isn't it? For full yes. marathon races. Yes. So there is a local race that's happening in Hyderabad. So I've been invited to pace the five-hour bus. as the one of the female uh, pacers for the full marathon amazing so that's on that side of the story okay so that's like the athletic journey back back to business from the 85 year old to uh, i mean like iron man iron women athlete uh, the first uh, indian uh, you know of that age group vegan amazing uh, no there's a vegan iron man combination i need to talk but i think we'll go way over time but those of you think that you need to have protein and meat and all that it's all like a myth a vegan can get the same amount of protein to do an iron man an iron women event so you can always do it be a vegetarian vegan and do all the things that you can do for 10k's and 5k's and half marathon um, so arthi so that was your phase 2 of this conversation but i think we didn't stop there you said okay i've done it now what can i do for others i'm sure you had that thought and why don't you talk a little bit about um what did you observe in the sport and what was the motivation for your next phase of your life um so when i got into triathlon there were a handful of women actually who had completed even a full ironman distance uh, even way back in 2015 there was only two female but both of them were nris i mean they were not origin of, i mean they were origin of india but they were they were not uh, uh, you know a resident of of india so both of them had finished in canada uh, their full ironman distances uh so we we never as women we never had somebody we can look up to and ask questions there's so much doubts you have i'm i'm sure running a marathon i'm sure your trainees would ask you 1 million questions of you know what shoe to wear what i need to do how i need to plan my uh, hydration and things like that and uh, triathlon being an endurance sport nutrition plays a very important role uh, so the idea was to get into coaching and help fellow female athletes you know it's it's about uh, uh, giving them that exposure saying that they can also do because as women we are always multitasking so for them to master three sports is i would say it's a cakewalk if i can i'm sure many household women out there can can take it up i mean juggling between kid husband work and things We're i think it's typically predisposed to do it yeah totally totally agree <laughs> it'll be a cakewalk for them and uh, so i said okay let me pave some uh, you know way for women to kind of take this sport you know to the next level so i wanted to start uh, giving them an opportunity to learn to you know to be that one person who can who they can approach at any given point of time and that's how i got into coaching uh, so i decided to get myself certified as a coach 
So in in late 2019, I also got a certification from Ironman saying that I'm an Ironman certified coach. Got it. So you're an Ironman certified coach with a real focus on getting more women into this amazing sport. And have you been, uh, how successful have you been? How many women are there under your sort of tutelage at this point? Uh, so I'm a little picky because uh, I don't, I mean, I'm always available for people to coach and things. So in the initial days, they were a handful of them. But now I have about 50, 60 odd trainees under me, uh, amongst which 70% are female athletes. All doing for Ironman training? All of them are training for triathlon. Wow. Not just Ironman, but different uh, levels of the triathlon sport. Some of them have just started. Few of them are, you know, already finished an Ironman distance training under me. Uh, but yeah, the bigger picture is to help more women uh, to kind of take up the sport. Amazing. And it looks like you also changed your career to more into sports kind of a career, bringing your passion and sort of career together. Um, to, uh, maybe a couple of minutes, like few minutes, a few seconds about your uh, company, just so others know. Uh, tell me a little bit about what you're working and what, you know, what are you doing there? Uh, I, I should say I'm one of the few lucky people who can call uh, their passion in, uh, you know, career as, as same. So sports has been my passion and so it is as my career now. So kind of quit my corporate uh, job in 2021, Jan, and, and decided to take up sports as a full-time job. So I've joined this organization called uh, Yoska. Uh, so we are a small startup company. We are about seven years old and we purely train athletes uh, for endurance sport. You name it, uh, we coach them. Uh, it can be as simple as a couch to 5K to ultra marathon is, is what your goal is. We structure and we deliver the program to them through our app, through our website. And uh, we also support coaches by using our platform so they can train their athletes. Uh, we also have certain corporate wellness programs, especially after COVID, which is something that we have added on to our, our uh, plate. And we want to make sure, you know, there's a full mindfulness of, uh, you know, corporates as well. It's not just about crunching numbers. It's not just about working 12 hours a day, but also making sure they have a healthy uh, and a fit lifestyle. Uh, and we also have our uh, nutrition program because, as endurance sport, as a coach, you know how important uh, nutrition plays. It, it's a, it, it can make or a break a event or, or a race. So we also have a nutrition program. Uh, apart from this, we are also the franchisee owners of Ironman in India. So any Ironman race that happens in India, we are the organizers. So we have Goa happening this year in 2022. So if any of your athletes are looking at racing a half Ironman distance, please feel free to reach out to you and you can connect them to me. Uh, there are registration still open or uh, nothing like racing in your own country. Um, so please uh, do support us in, in that front. And there are a few more cities that we are opening up in the years to come. So there's another location that we have found for 2023. So this is a small, you know, bit of what I do uh, currently. So I'm a coach there. I also handle the product part of it. Don't ask me how from fashion designing to app development, but it's been interesting. I'm learning. Uh, it's been a great learning experience for the last one and a half years uh, from fashion designer to app development, UI, UX development and things. So uh, burning my fingers, uh, it's been a great experience as well. Uh, yeah, so these are some of the things that the company does. Amazing. Yoska.in, Y-O-S-K-A.in. Go and check it out, guys. Really love that focus on holistic focus on nutrition, 
as well as overall alignment training from five, uh, like the earliest one to the last one, and then also running the program for India as a franchisee for Ironman. I think it looks like from business sense, you brought it all together very nicely and with some good coach. I mean, as you say, like, you know, passion becomes job, then you, you know, you, it doesn't, it's what not a job you want anymore. In life. <laughs> exactly. It's not a job anymore. I mean, fantastic. I, I mean, wishing you all the very best to you and Yoska for continued success and making more women, iron women. Um, and uh, I mean, that's so, I hope uh, so many kids are girl, small little girls here in my, in my organization. I hope they listen to this and they get inspired. And of course, so many women and as I'm uh, representing the male side, I'm getting inspired too when I hear you uh, talk. Um, so let's bring this home, uh, Arti. As a runner, as a triathlon athlete, professional, I would say, or a semi-professional athlete uh, who has been on the podium at a state national level uh, and maybe international level too with that thing you talked about. Um, what are some of the advice you can give uh, for as a runner, as a coach, for somebody, especially new runners, we focus on new runners because if we make new runners successful, everybody becomes successful. Absolutely. So what are some of the advice you can give for new runners who are beginning this journey? Uh, I just have three things that I always tell my athletes and my fellow runners is one, uh, enjoy the process. Uh, it's it's a slow process initially. You, you want to build a lot of things. Uh, you have big aspiration, but everything takes a bit of its time. Uh, so I would say, uh, focus more on a sustainability than trying to reach a goal too fast. So the second advice I would say is don't get on too fast too soon, which is something that I have done in my career. Burn my fingers, learned it the hard way. Uh, it's, it's never about, uh, you know, okay, I have done a 5K today, next day I'll do a 10K and the next day I'll do a 21. It's, it's not always about that. Uh, take it slow, uh, listen to your body. Uh, that's the third advice I would, I would give people. Uh, whether you are a couch to 5k or yeah, somebody who's who's a ace runner I think your body tells you a lot of things and many of us just neglect or we just ignore listening to our body uh, it it start talking to it uh, you will find a very different version of yourself and I don't fail to do that whether during my run during my cycling or do, during my swim I always like talking to myself to understand what it wants and you really don't know what what it kind of tells you you know there are so many times that I've seen certain things, I've thought certain things are impossible, but I've actually achieved it because I've already visualized that in my head and on the race day or on a, on a training session, it just flows in because you've already thought about it in your subconscious mind and it just flows as, as simple as that. So these are the three key things I've always told people, uh, you know, they start uh, fresh. Beautiful, beautiful thoughts. And we have discussed this also, guys, if you remember process it's a structured training process it's not like you know there's a method to this madness here guys huh? so you got to follow it you got to wait for it be patient you cannot know over time over a couple of weeks you will not suddenly become a half marathon huh? and uh, secondly what she said is absolutely uh, right um, if you do not give sufficient time you know uh, in our uh, yeah, last week uh, this weekend's message i talked about it as well frequency intensity and time these are the three variables that one controls during pro, uh, training. And if, if, if you have the right frequency, if you have the right uh, intensity, and then you have the right time in between workouts, your body recovers and you are able to slowly increase your fitness. If you have too high frequency, too high intensity, too less time, trust me, you will be sitting and watching others run and get frustrated. Everybody has gone through it. 
and we can only tell you don't do it but if you really want to test this be my guest check it out and then we can talk but it has happened with everybody from professional runners like arti to myself to everybody the minute you mess up with this equation you will form you will get uh, injured because unfortunately it's an impact sport so body is telling you you know that's why she says communicate and talk to your body body is telling you hey buddy give me some time let me just recover i am a magic i am i am i am i can do magic but give me some time to do magic if you don't even give me time then you know what i shut it down for you so i think that's the story here what a beautiful conversation arti i mean i'm so 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 uh, thank you thankful for your time i mean you are in india hey, i have actually one question because you train in india in summer there's a lot of folks in chennai right now uh, not a lot but about 10 15 but lots of them are training in summer across the mm-hmm. world and you been in chennai is known for you know pretty hot and you are training for ironman how do you manage it? any tips on you know summer training purely hydration uh, so i mean you plan your day accordingly uh, you start off a bit early uh, so that you know by 4 4:30 is when the climate is really good so we kind of do the 60% of all the runs before the sun kind of gets sharp and uh, by then you know you're almost at the fag end of your training if it is a long long workout uh, but purely i think it's it all boils down to nutrition so how well are you preparing your training because that's that's the key right if i don't train well uh, with my right nutrition i'm not going to race well as well uh, so it's it's important to make sure you hydrate at the right time whether it's your gels whether it's your electrolytes and also focus on the recovery part of it which is not just getting some good sleep but it is also as a coach you would know uh, the after any intense workout the next 15 minutes is very crucial uh it, it's important of what nourishment you take what is a percentage of carbohydrates what is a percentage of protein that goes in that's what is going to determine your entire days i mean all of us are not professional athletes right we have our day job to do run behind kids and all of that so it's important to to make sure you replenish whatever the lost you know calories are and how effectively you replenish those calories so it's it's very important uh so for chennaiites i think i mean anybody chain, training for a hot climate uh i think the key f- factor is primarily to start early so you kind of uh finish 75% of your training before the sun gets out and also planning your hydration beautiful thank you arthi for like another golden nuggets there makes total sense to me and that 15 uh, minutes after post workout is something i'll start stressing as well i haven't stressed on it so much but i totally think that's absolutely right and that's a good learning for me on the on my side too um thank you arthi for your time uh, brilliant story very we are all very proud of you you know we can identify with you and uh, we are just uh, we we are all your sort of we are on your side of the court so to speak uh, when you go for the next ironman please let us know the details i'm sure there is some virtual way we can follow you on that type of stuff uh, i'm happy yes, to share it the big news is i've qualified myself for the world championship so it's happening in saint george utah uh, wonderful so- <laughs> when is that happening uh, so that's happening in october 28 29 so i'm just quickly trying to process my visas uh, there's been a huge backlog so trying really my luck on trying to get the visas in before october 28 29 where is the championship world championship Uh, St George Utah the Salt Lake City Oh you're yeah. coming to US Holy shit 
Okay, please. I hope we get a chance to meet you uh, on the eastern side. I'm sure you'll come. Hey guys, if somebody is in Utah, man, I think it's time for us to go and give a personal uh, sort of, uh, you know, uh, support to her. Oh, congratulations! And uh, you. are you the the only Indian woman to get qualified or something like that for a? No, there are a couple of us, so I'm extremely happy. Uh, at least five five of the women contenders are uh, representing India, but uh, all of us are waiting for our visa because. Of because of the backlog of COVID and things, so all of us are in the fence uh, at this point of time. Yeah. But fingers crossed. Hope I get to fly to US. Good luck. Good luck on that. Thank you for your time. That was really enjoyed it. And uh, let's let's at least at a minimum keep in touch and do let us know of all your achievements. And we will we'll be there as virtual supporters to you. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much, Kushbala, and uh, thanks to my cousin for introducing you and the team. So cheers. Thanks. Cheers. Cheers.